Hi, need a ride? Hop on in. I'm headed to Julia's Trucking Cafe. Come on, let's go. We made it just in time. Come on, let's go get a seat. Welcome to Julia's Truckin' Cafe. How are you doing this evening? Everybody get something to drink? Got your munchies ready? Great. Now sit back and enjoy the show. I have lots of news to get to, as always, so let's get right to it. A car driver goes way out of his way to get brake check revenge on a truck driver. In the dash cam clip that you'll find in this article that'll be in the show notes, as all the articles are, a car driver drives dangerously to punish a truck driver with a brake check. In the footage, a Canadian on a Canadian highway, a car driver appears to become angry after a semi-truck signals and then moves into the left lane in front of him. The angry motorist zips back into the right lane and onto the shoulder, cutting into dense traffic to deliver a brake check to the driver. And I get this all the time in the States. It doesn't only happen in Canada. Get this almost on a weekly basis. They just think that they love to play in in front of a semi-truck driver and they just don't understand how dangerous that really is. Now, in other news, a truck driver says that a cartel put $4 million worth of weed in his big rig. Mm, something smelling about that one, huh? No pun intended. A truck driver caught at a border crossing with thousands of pounds worth of marijuana in his truck says that cartel members were to blame. On October 8th, the drugs were discovered at the World Trade Bridge in Laredo, Texas. 45-year-old truck driver Hector Manuel Diaz Cardenas arrived at the World Trade Bridge hauling a load of kitchen stoves and was referred for a secondary inspection. X-ray technology revealed bundles of marijuana hidden in the legitimate cargo. Inspectors discovered 181 bundles of marijuana weighing 4,858 pounds with an approximate street value of $3,886,400. I'm surprised they don't have it right to a penny. But anyway, when Drug Enforcement Administration agents arrived at the scene, Diaz Cardenas told them that he'd arrived for work in Navarro, Laredo, and was told to go to a warehouse to pick up his truck. When he arrived at that warehouse, he said that he was directed to a second warehouse location, where he was able to pick up his assigned semi-truck and started for destination in the U.S. Then, according to the arrest affidavit, quote, as he was driving toward the port of entry, Diaz claimed that he was intercepted by suspected members of a drug cartel. As he told the officers, the cartel members escorted him to a truck yard in Newville, Laredo, where he was told to park his truck tractor and leave. Diaz says he returned to his truck about 90 minutes later and continued on to the World Trade Bridge. He was arrested and charged with import, attempt to import, and conspiracy 
conspiracy to import a controlled substance. Now, a motorist was caught on camera bashing a big rig with a baseball bat. Police say that they are looking for a motorist who got into an altercation with a truck driver in the middle of a busy expressway on Friday, October 11th around Staten Island Expressway. The altercation started after a motorist with a New Jersey tag stopped in front of a semi-truck on the Staten Island Expressway near Clove Road. Both the motorist and the truck driver exited their vehicles and a physical fight ensued. Two bystanders broke up the physical fight, but then the motorist used a baseball bat to smash the semi-truck, causing damage to the headlights, windows, and mirrors. The truck driver wasn't hurt. And you can view portions of the driver's dash cam recording of the incident in the video that will be posted on this article in the show notes. Now, a driver was seriously injured in a two-semi-truck collision. We hope that he gets a speedy recovery, and it looks like it was a cab over. A semi-truck driver suffered serious injuries in a crash that shut down I-5 in Oregon for hours on Tuesday, October 15th. It occurred about 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Oregon State Police said that 24-year-old California-based driver, I... I can't even pronounce this one, G-A-G-A-N-D-E-E-P-S-I-N-G-H, was southbound on I-5 at mile marker 273 when he noticed smoke coming from his truck and pulled over on the shoulder of the interstate. Singji and his passenger, 38-year-old, I can't pronounce this one either, uh, got out of the truck and saw that it was on fire. 51-year-old Oregon-based truck driver Rex Hollopeter was also southbound on I-5 when he struck the Singe's truck. Both trucks caught on fire. Hollow Peter's truck came to a stop blocking lanes of southbound I-5. Hollow Peter was airlifted to nearby hospital for treatment of serious injuries. Um, the Singe men were both unhurt. Uh, witnesses said that there was just explosion after explosion happening. So it was boom, and then two seconds later, boom, and every time there was a boom, you could see a fireball in the sky, and you could see more and more black smoke, and quote. The incident closed southbound I-5 for hours and resulted in massive traffic backups. The right lane will remain closed due to damage from the truck fires. And two people were charged after 32 people were found locked in a 47-degree Trailer. Two people are reportedly facing charges of 32 illegal immigrants who were discovered in a refrigerated trailer. The discovery was made on Monday at I-19 border checkpoint in Tucson, Arizona, after a canine unit alerted to a tractor trailer. U.S. X-ray Technology, U.S. Customs and Border Protection said that they spotted numerous people locked in the rear of the trailer. Officials discovered 32 people inside the trailer. The individuals were also ill-prepared to be in 47-degree refrigerated trailer. And most of them were wearing short-sleeve t-shirts. Authorities say that two unidentified men are facing two federal human smuggling charges. While human smuggling attempts using semi-trucks are not uncommon, the White House appeared to take special notice of the incident, tweeting about the incident from the official White House account on Tuesday. Quote, yesterday at an immigration checkpoint, the agents found 32 illegal aliens locked in a semi-trailer where it was 47 degrees inside. Smuggling humans in commercial vehicles is not only unlawful, it places the passengers in extreme danger. 
end quote. This episode of Julia's Truck and Cafe is sponsored by My Patriot Supply Emergency Food. As truck drivers, you know, we all know what it's like to be at a shipper's or receiver's and have to wait to be loaded or unloaded for hours on end. Am I right? You know, haven't we all went through that? And especially at produce coolers, grocery warehouses, or paper mills. That's why you need to stay prepared with extra food in your truck. My Patriot Supply helps you stay prepared. Now it's not what you're thinking. My Patriot Supply is delicious emergency food. I have some under my bunk. They have food kits that are good up to 25 years and come in a neat-looking ammo can or a slim-lined plastic tote that could easily store in your food pantry or under your bunk. Now, I could speak from experience. After living through Hurricane Katrina, and for those people that had to deal with Hurricane Dorian, we were without power for 10 days, my mother, my son, and I. And if it weren't for the MREs that were flown into us, we wouldn't have any food. Four 60-foot pine trees broke in half during that storm and landed across my driveway and landlocked me in so I couldn't go out to get food. There were four-mile gas lines back then. Now, for a limited time, you could get a one-week supply of food in a handy and neat-looking ammo can for just $39. And they even offered gluten-free food for under $100. All you need to do is visit my website at juliastruckatcafe.com Click on the Emergency Food Supply tab up on the toolbar on the top. Scroll down and click on any image to find out more information. You insure your car. You buy health insurance, vision and dental. Now why not buy food insurance? Stay prepared for anything that happens. Now let's get back to the news. A wrong way police pursuit causes gut-wrenching close call with a gas tanker. A car driver fleeing from Wisconsin police comes uncomfortably close to causing a head-on collision with a gas tanker. Dashcam video of the near miss was shared by YouTube user Ryan Sealer on October 16th. Sealer says at 1.30 in the morning, a driver fleeing cops in Abrams, Wisconsin, was heading southbound into northbound lanes and narrowly missed hitting a semi-truck, which was pulling a gas tanker. And there again, they love to share the video from... Facebook. Now, brakes could be to blame for a crash that killed a trucker hauling pumpkins. Authorities in Virginia are investigating a serious semi-truck crash that claimed the life of a truck driver on Wednesday, October 16th. The crash occurred in Smythe County, Virginia, just before 6.30 in the afternoon, Wednesday. Yeah, and it was a hell of a rollover, too, according to look at the pictures. Authorities say that they responded to the intersection of White Top Road and Ramblewood Road to find a semi-truck loaded up with pumpkins that ran over a guardrail into a culvert, then climbed an embankment and overturned. And the driver was trapped inside. Yeah, there's not much left of that cab. Rescue crews worked for over two hours to free the truck driver. He was airlifted to a nearby hospital where he later passed away. You talk about smashed pumpkins. The cause of the crash remains under investigation by Virginia State Police, but authorities believe the trucker's brakes failed, causing the driver to lose control. This week's episode may be kind of short because of being so late in the week. And there isn't a, you know, I did a lot of news last week. So there isn't a whole lot of news to report, and I don't didn't want to go into starting, you know, just wanted to finish up for Monday of this week, and then I'll have another one for Monday of next week, I'm hoping. 
But anyway, let's I digress, so let's get back to the news. A cop training flight climaxes with a crash landing into a semi-trailer. A training flight took a terrifying turn for two California sheriff deputies on Thursday night. The incident occurred near Stockton Airport around 6.15 in the evening. Two San Joaquin, I may not be pronounced that right, county sheriff's office deputies flew a small 1999 Cessna out of the airport as part of a training exercise. Shortly after takeoff, the plane started to experience engine trouble, resulting in a loss of power, according to the spokesman of the sheriff's office. The deputies were unable to return to the airport and were forced instead to try an emergency landing in a field west of the airport. During the emergency landing, the Cessna crashed into a cyclo fence and a a semi-trailer. Remarkably, no one was hurt during the crash landing. Sheriff's office spokesperson Andrea Lopez told a Stockton record Quote, we only have property damage at this point. We are grateful that our deputies are okay. The fence, the plane, the tractor trailer are all, repl- are all replaceable. Our deputies are not. The plane will remain as is with its nose under the semi-trailer as investigators with the FAA and the National Transportation Safety Board arrive on scene Friday tomorrow to begin an investigation into the incident. Troopers are hunting for a truck driver a month after a triple fatal crash. Authorities say that a warrant has been issued for a truck driver who was involved in a construction zone crash that killed three people in Nebraska back in September. People are searching for 34-year-old California-based truck driver Kenneth Kratt after he was charged with three counts of felony manslaughter. Kratt was reportedly involved in a crash on eastbound I-80 in Buffalo County, Nebraska on September 20th. Traffic was slowed in a construction zone on I-80 near the Gibbon exit when Kratt's semi-truck is said to have struck a line of vehicles. Nebraska State Police say that Kratt was traveling at speeds of 75 to 70 miles an hour when the crash occurred. Like I always say, slow the F down. A seven-vehicle pileup claimed the lives of Ryan Van Ick. 37, Daniel Seelhoff, 50, and Scott Gaylord, 54. Three other people suffered injuries in the crash. Kratt wasn't seriously hurt. Kratt is accused of driving recklessly leading up to the crash. Police are asking anyone who knows Kratt's whereabouts to call the Buffalo County attorney at 308-236-1200. Why did they let him loose? Did he make bond? Why did they turn him loose if they are charging him? with that accident you know now you're gonna go after him and try to find him really how dumb is that you think you're gonna find him yeah good luck with that i digress back to the news a sneezing fit blame for a semi-truck rolling over okay now i've heard it all a truck driver told indiana state police that a series of sneezes were the reason that he rolled his truck on thursday The crash happened near Hammond, Indiana around 11 a.m. on Thursday. Indiana State Police say that 47-year-old Missouri-based truck driver Stephen Baker Jr. told them that he was exiting I-80-94 when he was overcome by a sneezing and coughing fit. Baker said that when he opened his eyes after sneezing, he thought he saw a car and swerved. 
The swerve caused the truck, who was, which was hauling 30,000 pounds of aluminum, to overturn onto the driver's side. He was trapped inside the vehicle, but was pulled to safety by Good Samaritans. Baker was later taken to the hospital for treatment of non-life-threatening injuries and probably trying to figure out what happened with his sneezing fit. Now, when they say Thursday, that was um, October 17th, not this last past last Thursday because, like I said, I'm usually a week behind when I'm doing the show. So I usually, when I post, it's usually the, from the previous week's news. But at least, you know, somebody's reporting on the news. So anyways, now a Texas bridge will be closed for repairs following a semi-truck crash. A portion of Interstate 10 in San Antonio will be closed for repairs Monday evening, which was this last Monday, following a semi-truck crash that damaged the bridge deck. The Texas Department of Transportation says that a semi-truck was traveling on I-10 westbound over Balcones Creek when it crashed, dropping heavy equipment on the roadway and damaging the bridge. No injuries were reported, and the details of the crash have not been released. Westbound side of I-10 over Balcones Creek between Leon Springs and Born will shut down for repairs starting at 9 p.m. on Monday, October 21st, and is expected to reopen at 5 a.m. on Tuesday, October 22nd. And I hate to end the show this way, but this time it's going to have to be a five-year-old passes away after being ejected from a semi-truck. My sincere condolences to the family. A five-year-old girl was killed in a semi-truck crash in St. Louis on Monday. The accident occurred on October 21st at around 5.30 in the morning on Interstate 55 in St. Louis. 44-year-old female truck driver from Texarkana, Texas, while hauling a large piece of aluminum in the northbound lanes of I-55 heading into St. Clair when she struck a concrete center median. The force of the impact loosened the piece of aluminum, sending it sliding into the cab of the truck and ejected the five-year-old girl resting in the sleeper berth. The unnamed girl was rushed to a nearby hospital but succumbed to her injuries shortly after. A 15-year-old boy and a 17-year-old boy were also inside the truck at the time of the accident. They, along with the truck driver, suffered only minor injuries. Police are still investigating the incident. Now, I took my son with me there for a while, for about a year, um, when he was about in sixth grade or so, so he's about 11 or 12, um, but uh, with her being so young, normally, they, you're not supposed to have anybody under 12 years of age with you in a commercial vehicle, I'm just saying, so... There again, this week's show is going to be only about mm, 30, 35 minute show. Give you a little bit of a reprieve from me yammering. But anyway, I if you enjoy the show and would like to support me, the links to do so are in the description. You can find it either on the description box of the YouTube channel or in the description box on the website underneath the player of this episode. You can either make a monthly support or a one-time support. I would greatly appreciate it if you would. I appreciate all of my help that I get from all of my fans. I appreciate all of your emails and all of your comments. It greatly helps with me, and I've been meeting you fans out on the road. That's a really great thing. 
Um, it helps me keep the motivation going to keep doing this on a weekly basis. I also uh, appreciate all of you who tune in and take time out of your busy week to listen to me here on the cafe. If you are new and would like to check us out at the bottom of every podcast episode on the website at juliastruckatcafe.com, I have links there that I've listed where you can find me at iHeartRadio, YouTube, iTunes, and even Pandora. Now, Pandora, from what I find out, is only on the mobile app. I don't think it's on Cirrus just yet, but you could try to find me up there. If you're on Facebook, please stop by and like, give us a like on our page. YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Don't necessarily have to listen to every doggone episode, but it would really be great if you would just subscribe to help me um, build my subscriber base. Uh, on the website, I also share recipes, videos, and a page of stupid things that drivers do. Also, if you'd like, please subscribe to our email list and I will send you the show notes, the articles, right to your inbox. This way, you don't have to keep coming back to the website. I'm glad you do, but, you know, I know everybody's busy and have a life. In the future, I'll have be having new things coming out. And if you're on the email list, you will have priority in getting those new things that are in the works. Uh, before I forget, please leave a comment on the bottom of any episode that you listen to. I read each and every one. And if you have an idea for an upcoming show, you please feel free to email me. My email is info at juliastruckingcafe.com. I hope everybody has a safe week. Have a blessed weekend. Don't get in too much trouble. Please use your headlights in adverse weather and your turn signals. I see a lot of trucks out there not using their turn signals. You know, you're real easy to flip somebody the bird with that middle finger. How about you use it to flip your turn signal up and down? Just saying. But anyway, take care. You all keep the shiny side up. And until next time. Beautiful sign. Come on, join our convoy. Ain't the